0: There's Christmas magic on BBC One with the story of Father Christmas in Santa Claus the Movie. Merry Christmas, pretty lady! And there's a gleam in the eye of one of Santa's elves, played by Dudley Moore, as he comes down to Earth to make his name. Just let me use your toy factory. To make what? Something special. It's cheap. Uh Uh-huh. It's simple. Uh Uh-huh. You can turn them out by the thousands. Uh Uh-huh. And... Yes. And it's got a secret ingredient.
1: Dudley Moore takes to the skies in Santa Claus the movie on Christmas Eve at 545. Oh! Oh Oh. Seasonal
0: Entertainment on BBC One Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the movie.
1: One minute at a time.
0: And this is a momentous minute. Ben, what minute are we on this week?
1: We are on minute 108, which is the final, the last, the conclusion to Santa Claus the movie.
0: I can't believe we're finally at this point. And guys, we had every intention of wrapping this up by Christmas one, but... You know, we're just a couple days out when this is posting before Christmas too. So, we're finally finishing it, just in time for Christmas too, which is around the same time we launched this whole thing, way back in 2020.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's taken us a while to get here. <laughs> but we're here.
0: I, I don't think we really wanted it to end, but we knew it was coming <laughs> at some point.
1: So, we had... Um, a very crazy Christmas season. We wanted to have this episode up for Christmas one, as John calls it. But we had storms here that knocked out our power for a whole week.
0: <laughs> right at the holidays, by the yes. way.
1: right on Christmas Eve's Eve, at Christmas Eve. We had a huge storm, no power, so we couldn't do it. So we are like, you know what, we'll just hold off. We'll get through the holiday season, get through winter, and we'll bring it back and end it on Christmas 2.
0: Yeah, our original plan was to have it wrapped up by Christmas 1 and then do a special odds and ends recap episode for Christmas 2. Right. But that's not happening. You're getting the Christmas 2 special being minute 108. <laughs> I bet people are looking at their podcast feed thinking, didn't they already finish this movie? <laughs> We have an entry on the Movies by Minutes wiki and they had a start date and an end date for us. Even though we have this one minute left, they'd given up hope on us. (laughs) I guess
1: they didn't realize how many minutes were in Santa Claus the Movie.
0: One more thing I want to bring up very briefly before we dive into Minute 108. Shout out to the We Love Santa Claus the Movie Facebook group. Mm. There was a thread on there with something very intriguing. I'm intrigued. Excuse me, you're drooling on your time. Yes, I know. I said I was intrigued, didn't I? The user mentions that the Christmas Eve 1988 broadcast on the BBC was a different cut, a longer cut of the movie. If anybody, if any of our British listeners know where this copy is, somebody must have recorded it. I see promos for it on YouTube. Somebody must have the whole thing somewhere. If it is online, send us a message. We'd love to see it because this user on the Facebook group mentions scenes that we can totally confirm existed in the book, the novel, the comic book, sometimes Mm -hmm. all three, such as the uh, montage sequence where Patch is inventing the hula hoop. Mm -hmm. This user also mentions the pogo stick, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: I don't remember being mentioned in the book, was it? Possibly, uh, it was so long ago.
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: Also describes the ancient elf being what he calls a dark cave. Mm-hmm. But you, but we had you look back in the book, and you found a, a part where he is in darkness, where the prophecy is like coming to him. Mm-hmm. Was that right?
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. But there's no dark cave. So,
0: I mean, it could have been just a fuzzy memory. Yeah, remembering it as a dark cave. User also described a longer sequence when Patch first comes to New York he mentions Sheena Easton actually singing the music on a TV and oh. he also mentions the punchline to the drunk witnessing Patch poof away where he kind of dumps out his booze mhm as uh being in this cut of the movie as well so i'm intrigued i want to see if there's anything else in this cut of the movie that we haven't seen anywhere else <laughs> Maybe so. we'll have to, we would love to, we could do the movie all over again, but with the British <laughs> cut of the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I, I also know. wonder if that BBC broadcast had the scene that we've seen in like the coloring book and Carrie Kay Heim described it on other podcasts of Santa like practicing being on the sleigh. Right. she described a scene where it's like a fake out you see like a close-up of Santa and you think he's flying the sleigh through the air but the camera pulls back and he's really just sitting on like a chair and with uh, reins on rocking horses
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: I think that must have taken place during the had to have been around the season's greetings time wouldn't you think of the movie
1: yeah I would imagine it would be with the season's greetings montage
0: Because that makes sense, because doesn't Santa kind of disappear for a few minutes during that montage? Like, he's not even in this minute. Where is he? (laughs) Oh, all the memories of a couple years ago. (laughs) So, yeah, we are in search of BBC's broadcast of Santa Claus from 1988. Yep. We want to see if this is true. (laughs) It might extend the lifespan of our podcast. (laughs) You guys, get on the case. All right. (laughs) All right. So, you ready to dive into Minute 108? I am. We decided to divide and conquer again, where I took 30 seconds worth of credits. I took the first 30 seconds. Yep. And Ben took the second 30 seconds. Yep. So, let's get right into it. Our minute begins way back in Minute 107, sometime last year. <laughs> we, we already talked about wino and policemen are our, our favorite characters from the movie right. their, their their credits are scrolling up the screen but we talked about them last time and there's like a homemade looking doll clip from some sort of montage and that is like swooped off screen and it fades to black and then we see optical effects by optical effects limited I couldn't find any information on Optical Effects Limited. I think the name is too generic for Google to realize what I was trying to search for. I had
1: a couple like that, too.
0: So I was hoping to find more info on Optical Effects Limited, but it does credit Martin Body, Peter Chang, Dick Dimbleby, Doug Ferris, Ben is nodding in approval every time I get a pronunciation right. (laughs) Peter Harmon, Dennis Bartlett, and all these guys have very similar resumes. I think, you know, now every Marvel movie needs like an entire like credit scroll worth of visual effects artists. Back in the 80s, you called the six same people uh, on every movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because uh, Martin Boddy here, uh, once I I, I noticed, oh, okay, they all worked on Superman, Supergirl, Labyrinth, Alien, Tim Burton, Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Like the same resume we've been talking about all through these end credits.
1: Basically like any movie that was filmed at Pinewood, these guys worked on.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to speed run through a few of these credits. Martin Boddy. He, he was active during 1980 through 2015, in addition to the movies that we just assume everybody worked on. His credits also included Aliens, Muppet Christmas Carol, the 20, oh, the 2005 King Kong, <laughs> and the 2011 Green Lantern movie. Peter Chang, I also want to point out that a lot of these guys, for whatever reason, they're credited right here in the end credits of this movie. I'm looking right at their names. But their IMDb page doesn't have Santa Claus the Movie on it for whatever reason.
1: Maybe they didn't want it on there.
0: <laughs> so Peter Chang also worked on Little Shop of Horrors, Chronicles of Riddick, Born Ultimatum, John Carter. You remember oh, John yeah. Carter from 2012. Yeah. 2014's Godzilla, Star Trek Beyond, Pacific Rim, Uprising. And his most recent credit from 2021 was F9, the fast saga oh okay so i recognized still, he, a lot of those he's still pretty active i tried to cherry pick the ones that uh, you would recognize yeah
1: yeah
0: dick Dimbleby, also sometimes credited as richard Dimbleby, mm-hmm. in addition to the sulkin superman's labyrinth dark crystal also uh, worked on hellraiser and the animated movie rockadoodle do you remember rockadoodle no 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 <laughs> That'll be our next podcast, (laughs) Rock-A-Doodle by the Minute. Oh, jeez. Minute-a-doodle.
1: Minute-a-doodle.
0: If you thought Santa Claus the Movie had a limited uh, audience, Mm -hmm. wait till we talk about Rock-A-Doodle.
1: Yeah, maybe we could start picking movies that people actually know.
0: Well, you see, Rockadoodle, doodle it was live-action and animated about this rooster who was sort of like Elvis, who thinks his singing makes the sun come up in the morning. It was a Don, oh! Bo- it was a Don Bluth movie, so same style as American Tail and yeah. Nine Before Time.
1: That sounds familiar to me, actually.
0: <laughs> it like, started as a live-action, and the kid turns into a kitten. Uh, I, I haven't seen this since the days of VHS. Uh, huh.
1: Maybe I have seen it.
0: Anyway, he did some optical effects on uh, that movie as well. Dennis Ferris, he was a matte painting artist. Doug Ferris. Doug Ferris. Have we talked about him before? He's credited again here. But he he has credits going back to the 1960s. He also did matte paintings for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Judge Dredd, and The NeverEnding Story 3. I'm sure these are all the credits he wants to be remembered by. (laughs) And Peter Harmon, he was a matte camera operator on all the Superman movies, Supergirl and Labyrinth. And sadly, he passed away in 1997. Dennis Bartlett, he was a traveling matte supervisor. I guess I should have looked up what that means. <laughs> Sometimes also credited with blue screen consultant and supervisor, visual effects and camera operator. He had credits going all the way back to the 1940s. Wow. And he passed away in 2005.
1: I would imagine. Hmm.
0: You also have special effects by Effects Associates Limited, which I did find a little blurb about. Effects Associates is, according to Wikipedia, a physical effects facility based in Pinewood Studios. So it's got to be the same one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the longest serving such companies in Europe. hmm And I didn't look up all these names because I was getting the same credits as everybody mm-hmm. else. So. Superman, 1989 Batman, Supergirl. Just assume everybody worked on here. So shout out to Martin Gutteridge, Graham Longhurst, Ted Grumpt, Bill Stoyle, and Bob Harmon. I wonder Mm -hmm. if he's related to Peter Harmon, who we were just talking about.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Both in special effects.
0: That's true. And while these credits are on screen, the clip playing underneath it, is of a bearded elf carving a piece of wood
1: yep (laughs) yep that's exactly what's happening
0: (laughs) next up we have animal services provided by animal actors of hollywood and you can actually go to animal actors of hollywood's website i think i should have pasted the url but believe me just google animal actors of hollywood And you'll find their About Us page. And I'll just uh, read a little bit. In 1970, the oldest and largest motion picture compound, Jungle Land, closed its gates forever. One month later, a few of its former trainers started Animal Actors of Hollywood. And it says, we have successfully been providing the industry with professionally trained animals of all kinds ever since. And they are based in Southern California. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, we talked about the reindeer people very early on in this podcast. So I'd assume it was some of these people were associated with the reindeer, but I'm trying to think, what other animals did we see? The cat? What was the cat's name? Huh? What was the cat's name? (laughs) Tabby. Tabby Tabby, the cat, yes. Sarah Foster's cat, Tabby. Yes. I did that without... (laughs) Ben did not edit like a big long pause or anything. We we finally pulled that out of our brains it's gonna be there forever.
1: Um I can't think of any other animals.
0: Oh, at the beginning. The beginning with the villagers. There were weren't there goats and sheep oh, and stuff yes. in yep. in the little uh, in the little barn or wherever they were waiting for claws to come.
1: Yes. Yep, there were. So I guess it would have been them too.
0: So anyway, Animal Service is provided by Animal Actors of Hollywood, and I didn't go through all the names, but we have David McMillan, and he, I did look at him up, and since 1989 he runs another Hollywood animal facility. Uh, Since 1989 he runs Worldwide Movie Animals, LLC, so that is still operational, still has a website. I, I sadly didn't look up anybody else, but shout out again to Gary Brewer, Christy Malay, Don Reynolds, Fess Reynolds, Helena Walsh, and Maria Carter. And right under the animal handling, we have Every Christmas Eve. Remember that song from the beginning of the movie?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sung by Aled Jones. And I have to apologize, and I'm shocked. Three years into this podcast, nobody called me out on this. Because I am 99% sure I said this was a woman singing the Every Christmas Eve at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was Welsh singer and later a radio and television presenter, uh, Ahed Jones, Oled Jones, Oled Jones. He uh, was a choir boy. He joined the choir of the Bangor Cathedral in wales at age nine and was the lead soloist for it within two years so he would have been very young at the Mm -hmm. time he did this song for this movie he became famous at least in the uk for a cover version of the song walking in the air from the animated film the snowman and that record reached number five in the uk charts in 1985 so I'd love to hear how he got involved in this movie and what the timeline was. Mm-hmm. And while these are appearing on screen, we see more of the woodworking elves. We see two elves like carrying a large log across the screen. And there are another two with one of those two-person saws sawing a log. And these are some creepy-looking elves. I, I-, I can see why they got cut from the movie. At least one of them using that two-person saw. Or maybe it's just my very darkened DVD clip.
1: <laughs> I think that it's the shadow is making them look more creepy. I think probably on the more high-def version, they don't look as creepy. But the shadows really accentuate the, the, the inset parts of your face. You know, the, the mouth and the eyes and then one of them has like a hair curly cue going on. Yes,
0: that's that's the and, guy I was looking at. Yeah. And
1: it really stands out where he's in the shadow in the back. So.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. It looks like he's like wearing yeah. some sort of creepy prosthetic mask or nose or something.
1: Yeah, no, it's just his hair. Okay. I think.
0: Th- that that was a choice coming to set with that weird hair curly Yeah. <laughs> so while the elves are still woodworking on screen now we see some more credits including electrical supervisors we're getting to the real exciting stuff now (laughs) we got john may jack Thetford, and fred webster we also have construction supervision david edwards dennis pack jack wilde john kilpatrick barry saunders don taylor Paul Clogg, Graham Pierce, Ron Fallon, Les Silk, Paul Mills. <laughs> ben, are you still with me? <laughs> her, her eyes are glazing over. Fred Newberry, and Peter Beard. I'm just giving them a shout out. They are excellent at their jobs. The sets looked amazing, especially the Elf Workshop. And we also have to give a huge shout out. The past 108 minutes. We wouldn't have had as much to talk about if it wasn't for the stellar dress supervisoring of Wally Hill.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it was just him, but the stories that unfolded in some of these backgrounds that we never noticed before, Wally did a great job.
1: Wally did an amazing job. I hope he was paid well because he (laughs) did a great job
0: like the little touches in Cornelia's room, the backstory that Cornelia's room told, or the backstory, remember early on when Joe and Santa went into that house and all the set dressing, you could tell, oh, this is a uh, Hispanic family. Mm -hmm. They're they're celebrating this. These are their their relatives. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing attention to detail, Wally.
1: Yeah, and then later on when they came back, like the next year, how you could tell it was the same house, it was just reorganized differently, so that was that was amazing. Wonderful job, thank you, Wally, for all your hard work.
0: So as those credits cross dissolve, get a couple of elves just furiously uh, <laughs> woodworking. Yes. And let's see here. Then we move along to original soundtrack album available on EMI America Records and cassettes. We don't have the soundtrack on either a record or a cassette from 1985. We do have the reissue, that three-disc Henry Mancini set that we have. That's apparently pretty hard to find now, mm-hmm. but that includes a disc that uh, replicates the original soundtrack album.
1: So we kind of have it.
0: <laughs> and I did a little research, like just a little cursory research. Uh, EMI America was eventually consumed by Universal Music Group. Mm-hmm. I remember over the holidays... We were trying to listen to the soundtrack album on Apple Music, but not all the tracks are on Apple Music for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it must be some licensing thing. Gina
0: Easton wasn't wasn't on the uh, Apple Music version of the soundtrack, but she was definitely on the original soundtrack. Yes. I don't know what soundtrack album consultants means, but Burt Herman and Bob Buzak were uh, soundtrack album consultants i tried to google them i didn't find anything
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, they apparently consulted on that soundtrack album mm-hmm. next over a shot of the little wooden figure in the bed on the elves cuckoo clock we have text reading ready for this disclaimer
1: yep this is a long this- one
0: <laughs> <laughs> this story all names characters and incidents portrayed in this production are fictitious no identification with actual persons is intended or should be inferred. This motion picture is protected by copyright law of the United States of America and other countries throughout the world. Any unauthorized exhibition, distribution or copying of this film or soundtrack is an infringement of the copyright and will be subject and will subject the infringer to severe civil and criminal penalties. So that harsh disclaimer is all written out in the whimsical Christmas <laughs> elf font, by the way. I just want to point yes. that out.
1: <laughs> it's the very standard disclaimer of don't copy this or you're in trouble. But it is in whimsical glowing font over an alarm clock elf in the bed. So it really kind of takes some of the harshness away.
0: So ne- the next uh, block of text sent me down a uh, rabbit hole. Okay. It says copyright. You, you know, we've said with this, speaking of this whimsical elf font, the G's yes. and the C's look extremely similar. Yeah. I think this is GGC Leasing Limited.
1: That's what I see.
0: Okay, yes. good. I wanted to run that past you. Mm-hmm. So it says copyright GGC Leasing Limited. And before we dive too deep, I have a suspicion. These are just shell companies that the Salkins set up to finance this film. <laughs> because information on Lunar Finance Limited and Snow Glen Securities Limited, I didn't find anything. And it says members of the TSB group. Um, TSB group, I think it could be referring to the trustee, uh, trustee savings bank which was, up until the mid-'90s, a British financial institution. So that could be what that's referring to. Then we have Robert Fleming Leasing Limited. Now, I did find one other production tied to Robert Fleming Leasing Limited, and it was 1984 Supergirl. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Do
0: you think my suspicions might have some merit? Maybe. And we also have St. Michael Finance Leasing Limited. <laughs> and then we have it shows the little Santa Claus the movie logo with a TM next to it. The Elf Made logo that's stamped on all the toys and official merchandise mm-hmm. with a little TM after it. And all characters are trademarks of and copyright 1985 Kalash Corporation NV. All rights reserved. Now, we've mentioned Kalash Corporation NV before. Because if you look at any storybook, any merch from when the movie came out, it all mentions Kalash Corporation NV. And everything Google search related just ties it back to this movie and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And the NV made me think oh, it must be. Based in Nevada, maybe because that's the abbreviation for the state of Nevada in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I was poking around Google while researching my thirty seconds of the end credits, and it led me to the Caruso Chamber of Commerce and Industry website. Do you know what a uh, Caruso is or Caruso is? No. It's a tiny. It's a tiny island in the Caribbean, oh. about 40 miles from Venezuela. And on the website for the Chamber of Commerce and Industry, there is an entry nowhere else on the Internet that I can see The uh, about Collage Corporation NV. It was at LLC established on September 30th, 1983. And the registration was discontinued as of... April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four, mm-hmm. which I imagine was around the time the Sulkin's empire was crumbling. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, that that led me to uh, this. So it's like, why can't I find this anywhere else? So anyway, uh, Carasso is uh, like I said, tiny uh, island.
1: Carousel?
0: Oh, I thought it Carasso. Carasso. Okay, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I, I, I watched one of those YouTube How to Pronounce, and I, I had it spelled out uh, phonetically here on my screen as Curuso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Caruso. <laughs> anyway, it's a tiny island in the Caribbean, 40 miles from Venezuela. Then I stumbled across a site called GlobalBanks.com, and it says here, High-risk companies are often eligible for an offshore bank account here. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a little bit more. Uh, during this time period, during the 70s and 80s, uh, it was a tax haven. And on GlobalBanks.com, it says, Back in the 1950s, Dutch elites carefully molded Curacao into the ideal offshore center. They shaped laws, tax incentives and secured high-pro... Pro, I can't read it. They shaped laws, tax incentives, and secured high-profile tax treaties that were out of reach for most island nations. By the 1970s, the Dutch ingenuity paid off, and Curacao was a booming offshore financial center. Basically, Curacao was a uh, tax haven where companies could set up an account there snag a 0% tax rate on dividends from the Netherlands, and completely avoid U.S. withholding tax. So I imagine, I don't know how that would apply to uh, British tax law, but I imagine it would be probably a little similar. But hey, I'm no lawyer. (laughs) But it looks like the collashing was an LLC set up on an offshore bank account somewhere.
1: Well, I think that, I don't want to move ahead on you, but I think that maybe... This may tie into the first listing on mine because oh. my the second 30 seconds of this movie were my credits and it says special thanks to Franz J. Affman, Credit Lioness Bank, Netherland, N dot So N V, so NV, just mm-hmm. like yours.
0: Oh, the, the mystery the mystery deepens.
1: So what I have here is that um, this was a major French bank created in 1863, but it was absorbed into the Credit Agricole in 2003. So it was still around. Um, By 1947, it had 1,905 branches with 47,000 employees. So this is a really big banking system. Um, And it became one of the leading lenders to Hollywood studios. And in the late 1980s, it included Castle Rock Entertainment, Nelson Entertainment, and then due to some bad deals with (laughs) Giancarlo Peretti, I don't know who that is exactly, but he took over MGM in 1990. Uh, They faced a lot of scrutiny and overall lost $5 billion from Hollywood deals. So I don't know if maybe this bank that was on mine had to do with the shell corporations that they were using. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I feel like we've fallen down quite the rabbit hole here. Looking,
1: and we <laughs> know nothing about finance. I know, so we don't really I, I, know.
0: I, I was telling Ben beforehand. Well, now my Google history is f- full of uh, <laughs> f- full of searches for offshore bank accounts. Yes. <laughs> No. Anyway, anyway, moving along, I don't, I don't want to get us to any trouble of all these defunct, shady business dealings.
1: No, so behind Franz Affmann's uh, um, credit here is Patch working on the diagram for the Patch Toy Co. So.
0: Uh, okay, Ben, you got, you got to pause it there. i got two yeah. more things to talk about.
1: Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to I, cut I you off. I also
0: have the all-important... Approved by the Motion Picture Association of America. <laughs> certificate number 27558. Mm-hmm. And this movie was available in Dolby Stereo mm-hmm. in selected theaters.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were going to uh, say that.
0: And that plays over, uh, let's see. Oh, I missed a part too. Uh, when I uh, Going back to the EMI records and cassettes this looks like like the fabric department right they seem to be i thought i thought they were looking at scrolls or christmas lists at first Mm -hmm. but they roll out like a big old piece of fabric
1: yes Mm -hmm.
0: from more obviously they obviously recorded a lot of b-roll footage for montages and i think that's what we're seeing over the credits yeah Okay, I think that's the absolute last thing I have in my notes. Okay. Except that under the logo here, you know, under the Santa Claus TM logo and the Elf Made logo, which, by the way, are still abandoned yeah. as of the time of this recording here in 2023. Yeah. So we, we've been talking. and like, maybe
1: we could buy the rights
0: to Santa Claus the movie. I don't know what we'd do with them. We'd probably get them for, like, whatever, $25 or whatever it costs to register the trademark. Anyway, That cuckoo clock is just spinning around and Mm -hmm. around. Time flies. Time passes pretty quick up the North Pole. It does. All right, and there's Patch making one last appearance. Is this his last appearance? No, I think he appears at the very, very last second, too. Mm -hmm. Santa does not appear in this minute, I don't believe. No, I don't think so. He might, unless he appears in your 30 seconds, that I didn't scrutinize as much as uh, (laughs) my 30 seconds. All right, anyway, and and stay tuned to the end. The long-awaited breakdown of who was in more minutes of the movie will be revealed. Mm -hmm. I think we know the winner already. I think I spilled the beans a while ago, but we'll have the exact number of minutes Santa was in, the exact number of minutes of Dudley Moore minutes, and just for the heck of it, we'll throw in the number of Lithgo minutes as well. Okay. Okay, Ben. It, All the right. floor is yours, Ben. The floor is yours.
1: Okay, so moving on here, we have Puffy looking at a wooden carving of a bear by one of the elves. That's what's going on in the background. And it says, Financial Advisors, Staten Bank NV. Now, I looked and looked and looked, <laughs> and I could not find this bank What does
0: does NV stand for? Every single
1: time I put added NV in there, it kept bringing me to the State Bank of Nevada. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it could be, and it was just a misprint on the credits. I don't know. But I could not find this bank. I even tried to Google image search the little logo there. I could not find it.
0: According to Investopedia, (laughs) it says NV is a term that refers to an acronym for the Dutch phrase... Namlo's (laughs) Namlo's <laughs> Van Newt's
1: Cap. Okay.
0: An NV is a public limited liability company or an open corporation that sells shares to the public in order to generate income. The acronym appears after the company name the same way American and British companies precede the words, you know, incorporated, INC, uh. or PLC. The NV structure is commonly commonly used in Dutch or Dutch-influenced nations, including the Netherlands, Belgium, and Aruba. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It took us this long to figure that out, but I think that's probably what we're looking for, huh? Okay, yeah, I guess so. So here we are at minute 108, and now we know the Kalash Corporation, the mysterious company that was on all the Santa Claus the Movie merch... That was not based in Nevada.
1: No. (laughs) It was the Netherlands, which makes sense. N-V. You know, I mean, I know it's that big long word that we can't pronounce, but for us, Netherlands. Okay. So anyway. And then it says, international distribution consultant Omar, I'm not saying that last name because I cannot, Kazmarasic zik shit zik
0: i don't know it looks like it looks like the name of that <laughs> uh, little uh character in superman like mr uh, mr Mixel. pixel <laughs> picks. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you say you have to say his name like backwards to get rid of him or something
1: so anyway <laughs> um omar here he uh worked in zurich With Alexander Salkind, and he assembled 20 feature films for distribution in the worldwide video market. Wow. Yeah. From 1978 to 1983, he generated over $20 million in new secondary distribution for films.
0: I'm going to just take a wild guess. And say some of his credits included Superman, Mm -hmm. Superman (laughs) 2, Superman (laughs) 3, Supergirl. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Speaking of this bit on screen, uh, you mentioned Puffy, but I also see Gooba and Goobler.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Goobler's like blowing the sawdust off that little wooden bear or whatever he's doing.
1: Oh, yes, there they are. So, in 1984, for Santa Claus the movie, Omar created a three-way distribution deal between TriStar, Viacom, and Media Home Entertainment, which is very normal today for multiple uh, companies to have, like, a deal going on for new movies. But back in 1980s, it was, like, a revolutionary thing. So, like, he started this whole multi-company ownership of movies and distribution rights so that was all thanks to omar omar k omar k all right and then we move on to um an elf working on like a doll crib like a, a a bassinet i think is the correct term a wooden bassinet for obviously a doll i don't think they give them out for newborn babies for parents. So I'm pretty sure that's a doll, <laughs> doll bassinet. And it says a color by rank film laboratories.
0: Uh, I also want to point out that color is the British spelling, right? C O L O U R. So they have
1: worked on projects like clash of the Titans, labyrinth, alien, Robin hood, Prince of thieves, and they have actually earned the Queen's Award for Enterprise-Leading Motion Picture Film Processing. So, it's pretty, pretty cool. They got a Queen's Award. And then we move on to the end of the patch. <laughs> the patch where they're taking the uh, scooters out of the end here. And we have um, Boog and Honka taking the taking the scooters out, and we have promotional cons- con- we have promotional consultants of Spring Green Marketing Associates Incorporated. Uh, I couldn't get too much on them, like I don't, you know, like I couldn't find much information, but they worked on Real Genius, Space Camp, in Short Circuit 2. They're just a marketing company. So they do, you know, they do marketing stuff. So now we're back to <laughs> the Patch Toyomatic, But it's all complete now. And we have Patch on one side. And is that Honka? I can't really tell. Taking the scooters out. It's like a different angle. And it says, cameras and anamorphic lenses by joe dutton cameras limited now joe dutton cameras was established in 1976 and but in 1967 this guy joe dutton he built the first video assist recorder basically he created the first playback video camera so that you could watch what you just filmed on the camera he, he created that that was like his first he, he made that that idea. Isn't that cool? And he worked on Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And then we have costumes by Bermans and Nathans Limited. And uh, this is actually the most highly regarded costumers. Costumers, I don't know how to say that.
0: Costumers. Costumer? No, custom-ears, not Costumers, like they
1: make the costumes. Uh, it was actually established in 1790. And Back then, it was just called Nathans. And then in 1884, it was bought out by Bermans, and that's when they added the Bermans and Nathans. That was the name of the company. They made a lot of uh, costumes for, like, everything, basically. If you want a costume made for your theater play uh, or movie or television show or anything, you want to go to them, and they have the most historically accurate costumes
0: one thing we're seeing time and time again that this movie everybody involved was top tier yes (laughs)
1: like the
0: financing is a look looks a little shady (laughs) just you know just glancing over it but all the talent you Uh know is amazing that they compiled for this movie
1: and then we have um aerial sequences photographed by gyrosphere now gyrosphere was a company um, that was created by the camera operator Ron Goodman, who was on this page as well. So Ron Goodman uh, may worked. He improved the original Westcam camera system, which was which resulted in the creation of the X mount camera system in 1980, which was renamed the Gyrosphere. And now this guy is the president of Space Cam Systems, which was founded in 1989, which specializes in gyro-stabilized cinematography. So, oh,
0: interesting. Yes.
1: It's crazy, huh? <laughs> and then we have pilot Mark Wolf, and he is from New Jersey, and he began flying in films in 1972 participating in over 200 feature films and over 160 commercials.
0: Wow. Mhm. Um, Did you find anything on the auditors?
1: <laughs> yes. So the auditors this is uh, Nyman Libsen Paul and Co was founded in 1933 and it was and it's still open today. And it is expert accounting services for SMEs, which is small and mid-sized enterprises, startups, and private clients for the arts and entertainment and media sectors. So I did. they and they're still open today. You could still use them to audit your projects now.
0: Oh, we're definitely in the home stretch now.
1: <laughs> yes, the producers would also like to thank McDonald's Corporation. <laughs> I did not look up McDonald's. Everyone knows McDonald's. We also
0: covered the McDonald's minute in-depth for longer than the runtime of the movie. For and listen. Yes, I (laughs) couldn't remember the exact minute, but go back. That was probably one of my favorite minutes. If if we do a top 10 minutes, that's definitely in the top 10. Yeah.
1: They would also like to thank Sylvania Division of NAP Consumer Electronics Incorporated. Uh, That is basically the national academy's press unit of um the sylvania division of that so it's the press and the
0: sylvania was a brand of televisions yeah. we saw in the shop windows in yes. new york
1: so they had a lot of stuff there this is a very long-winded way of saying sylvania <laughs> uh and then we have puma usa incorporated
0: so where did those show up in the movie
1: uh, the shoes? Probably it was what the kids were wearing. Oh, they were shoes. Yeah. They were
0: For some reason, I was thinking they were, like, snowmobiles. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Pumas is a clothing and shoe line, so I'm going to assume that's what the kids were wearing. Like, the tracksuits uh, at the gym and stuff.
0: I can kind of see it now.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then Consolidated Brands Incorporated. That is a service that provides um, beverages, snacks, meals... And whatnot so that's probably who fed the crew during production time time magazine i think we know why that one is on there and then i found this one interesting that i couldn't i i mean i believe it but it kind of gives us a hint here the people of greenland and greenland air for the goodwill and assistance in filming the arctic sequences so we know now for sure that they were filmed in Greenland, all the flying through the air was in Greenland. We don't have to guess. Now we know. And the Reindeer Company Limited avamore for their cooperation. And that is the Gorm reindeer herd uh, that we talked about a lot. And we bought the book. We had like the whole story of the reindeer. We talked about that during this podcast. So...
0: In the early days,
1: yeah, they are Britain's only free-ranging herd of reindeer in Scotland. Just so everyone knows.
0: And by the way, this is all playing out over season's greetings when the snow starts falling through the roof. Yes. On the uh, like the looking down on the big huddle of elves.
1: Yep. And then we're we're right at the end here, right at the okay, very end. Okay, here we go. End made by Santa Claus Productions Limited at Pinewood Studios London England Now I looked up Santa Claus Productions Limited and it was dis- it's now dissolved it's a dissolved company now but it was uh, originally incorporated April 21st 1983 with the original name of father christmas productions limited then in june 30th 1983 it was changed to santa claus productions limited
0: so are you saying that the original title of the movie
1: was going to be have originally father, been christmas. father
0: christmas uh-huh. interesting why i've never they, heard that before why
1: would they change the productions limited company from father christmas to santa claus if they weren't going to name it originally father christmas
0: i'm glad you came in at the last second (laughs) with one last mind-blowing fact it's like whoa i've never heard that before but it seems very likely but then like especially you know in other parts of the world he is more commonly known as father christmas Mm -hmm. well here in america and i assume canada as well he's santa right santa claus
1: and then the last and, thing I have to say is that Pinewood Studios, London, England, was opened in 1936 and is located 18 miles west of central London.
0: Yep, I think we talked about Pinewood yeah. and its location and its history mm. in the early days of this podcast. Yeah. And as those elves are just getting covered, <laughs> covered in fake snow. Mm-hmm. Our minute is over. The movie is over. Yep, it just goes (laughs) black. I mean, it's very possible that when it was originally released, especially in the U.S. or Canada, there's probably uh, a distributed by TriStar Pictures at the end, but all current video releases, streaming releases, don't have any logos at the end. Nope. Boom. It's a nice, clean minute. I don't believe it. I know. (laughs) Nice, clean cut at the end. Exactly. Exactly 108 minutes. and that is santa claus the movie everyone we did it
1: we have finished it
0: oh man okay ben bring up the breakdown we got to break it down okay so we have known for a while that santa has appeared in more minutes of the movie than patch but now we're going to reveal just how many minutes santa was in versus patch dudley moore who okay. I am assuming got paid much more than David Huddleston.
1: <laughs> okay, so Santa was in 79 minutes of the movie. Okay. Patch was in 66 minutes of the movie.
0: So it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Early on, my memory was like, I think it's possible that Dudley was in more minutes than Santa. But I'm glad Santa, you know, just, it may have just been a couple minutes ahead, but uh, I'm glad he made it out on top. Yep. And, and just for reference, how many minutes was our friend John Lithgow in?
1: BZ was in at 28
0: That's crazy. He really made the most of his 28 minutes on screen.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. (laughs) Because it really feels like he is in a lot more of that movie when you think about it. But no, less than a half an hour.
0: And now here we are at the tail end, and you get the breakdown open. Mm -hmm. We got to go over the elf names, okay, and we got to go over the elf puns. Okay, So, here is every confirmed elf name in the Santa Claus the Movie universe. Some of them didn't appear in the movie. Some of them did, but here they all are.
1: Alright, we have Dooley, Patch, Boog, Honka, Vout, Groot, Puffy, Snood, Ribble, Queet, Bumpa, Wolby, Wolby Goober, Gooba, Wheat and Goobler, Jammy,
0: and I think that might be it.
1: And yeah, I think that's it. Jamie was the last one. Yeah. We had all now, of those elf names brought in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Then there were no more elf names.
0: I think a couple of those only appeared like on a Happy Meal box yeah. <laughs> or in a coloring book.
1: Yeah. The ribble. <laughs> Bumper.
0: I I still love how there's a gooba, goober and goobler. Yes.
1: Well, we still have not confirmed 100% if Goobler isn't, is, is, no, that Goober and Gooba are different.
0: Or Goober and Goobler. Yeah. It's
1: not 100% that those are well, three separate elves. We think they are.
0: Because Be- the the name on the bed was spelled Goober. Right. And in the credits, it was Goober. Right.
1: <laughs> so I don't.
0: But in all other Santa Claus the movie media, it was goo blur. Yeah.
1: So and
0: uh, Patch even referred to. No, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Cut that out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Elf all puns. Right.
0: This is the ultimate list of elf puns. These are called from the movie itself. Mm-hmm. You should do the ones that were in the movie first, and then we'll do with all the supplemental elf puns.
1: Okay. We have elf conscious. Elf Confidence, Elf Control, Elf Made, which was the logo, Elf Assurance, uh, Elf Explanatory, Elf Taught, elf, uh, elf Explanatory again. We listed that one twice.
0: It was, I think it was used twice.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the rest are all from the book.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: So those are all from. The I, I movie. hope
0: I hope future Ben, when you're editing this, you put the Dudley Moore laugh after every I'm, single one. I am not doing. So that. you go elf made.
1: <laughs> no, I'm no. not doing.
0: I'm not doing. Can that. you do it at least once? I'll
1: do it once, but I'm not doing it the whole time. Okay, so from the book, we or comic book, depending, we have elf assurance. Elf Doubt. Elf Satisfied. Elf Starter. Elf Defense. Elf Assured. Elfish. Elf Conscience. Elf Conscience, which we said that before. Elf Employed. Me, my Elf, and I.
0: That was from a deleted scene with BZ.
1: Yeah. Elf, uh, elfish, again. Elf Centered. Elf Defense, Elf Propelled, Elf Destruct, and Elf Improvement.
0: Even they had to repeat a couple in the book or whatever.
1: I want you to understand how hard it is to say Elf that many times without biting your tongue.
0: The reason we documented them twice is because they would uh, show up in our supplemental material for that minute. Yeah. Either in the book or the comic or something.
1: Yeah, there's a handful of repeats.
0: There's only so many elf-self puns you can do, and I think they they hit upon every single one.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I, I think you missed one. Did you mention heaven helps those who help their elf?
1: Oh, um... Yeah, I missed that because it was in the same cell. We had Elf Explanatory, and then it was oh, a dash. Okay. Heaven helps those who help their elf. And there's also Elf Portrait.
0: Oh, oh man, now you're going to have to start yeah. from the top. You min- no, Those two I'm were not. in the movie. No, I'm not. Oh, man.
1: It. I am rereading it. <laughs> I don't see any others. Okay. Mm.
0: We didn't want any comments like, hey, you missed two <laughs> elf puns. There was Elf Portrait. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, here we are, at the end of the road.
1: We have we do made it. if
0: if you if you can believe it, we still have a little bit more to talk about. I just do. don't know when we'll do it. Yeah. I just want to tease it, the little teaser. We
1: have ideas.
0: Yes. We are definitely doing one more episode, the closest thing we ever got to a Santa Claus the movie sequel. Right. In in the movie timeline. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Some people will probably already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's very brief, and we have a, a one more piece of supplemental material mm-hmm. uh, that of what Santa did post movie. <laughs> <laughs> ben knows what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, it's a it's a cliffhanger.
0: Yes, and we, of course, the only other Santa Claus movie related thing we can talk about besides just us talking about it for hours on end is the making of the movie the tv special right we are, we are we're holding on to that for now maybe around the holidays i don't want to yeah. i don't want to make too many promises but i do have a digital file of that we just need to figure out the best way to chop it all up i'm doing like a chopping motion he like is. with a knife
1: yes <laughs> we We have have a plan for that. Um, I keep telling John the plan, but he keeps saying that we have to figure out how to chop it up, even though I already know I want to
0: chop it up. I want to chop it up a minute at a time. Ben wants to chop it up like commercial breaks (laughs) on TV. No, I said
1: segments.
0: Segments? Yes. Okay. Because I... And your reasoning is, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we get there, it's like we'll probably end up talking about, they'll try to show a clip yeah. we've seen a hundred thousand times.
1: Yeah, I just feel like the making of, it doesn't flow the same way as the movie does. So we need to have it segments as opposed to minute by minute, because what we talk about one week may not be related at all to anything around it, so...
0: And you probably don't want to cut somebody off right in the middle of a soundbite. Right. Like exactly. one of the actors or something. <laughs> exactly. We will figure that out. That is something to figure out in the future. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. Three it's years later, over. here we are. It's over. You shouldn't be this excited. We've got it out of our systems. <laughs> we have finished the movie.
1: No, I am excited because we finished it.
0: How yes, many? It's like-
1: movie by minutes podcasts just stop and never finish the movie
0: that is true we
1: finish the movie i'm not saying our podcast is over our podcast is not over but the movie we finished the movie and i'm very excited about that
0: and we have a couple other ideas for possible supplemental podcasts yes related to this Yes. In the future. So don't unsubscribe to the feed. No. You never know when we'll turn up again. Yeah. Well, you probably will. You know, we were thinking like around the holidays and around March 25th. Right. <laughs> we're likely to show up again. Yeah. So don't write us off just yet. But Ben, Ben's like wrap it up, wrap it up, <laughs> wrap it up. Follow us on social media. If you find that, if you find the 1988 bbc extended possible extended cut of the movie please let us know mm-hmm. that could that could be a game changer for santa by the minute could be. we could call it santa by the minute 2 <laughs> ben's like oh god <laughs> so follow us on social media we're at santa minute pretty much anywhere yep and ben we can finally say it. After a hundred and eight minutes, we can finally say Santa
1: Claus is finished!